Welcome to the third iteration, the third chapter, the last ones off the bench. As always, I'm your host, I'm Day. Joined here by Alex. What's up, bro? How's it going, everybody? How was your week, man? Forget the gambling, forget the sports. Just how was your week? How were you? It, it was weird knowing that, you know, this is this is the first Monday, the first week that there's no more football for a very long time. And to be honest, I was a little sad to start the week, but, you know, I hit a couple bets early and I started feeling better. Well, I mean, just outside of that, too, like, are you, like, happy, sad? Well, Work, you know, life? No complaints. It's, you know, you got to live it day by day. That's a great model. Take it day by day. I am, uh, I'm all right. It's, it's fucking, I want the snow to stop already. Like, I, I can't shovel no more. I threw on my back three times. I need a break, man. Straight up. I know I work from home and I know I, I have to wake up like at nine o'clock every day, but it's just, it's a lot, you know? What a, what a rough life, man. You know, it's you terrible. sleep it to whatever you want. You, you literally have to move from your bedroom to the living room, hop on, turn on the computer, open up everything and bam, you're at work. Me, I gotta actually, roll out of bed, get in the car, drive about 15 minutes, and bam, I'm at work. So I actually have a desk in my room. So I just have to go from my bed, maybe five steps to my desk. Let's not um, rub it in anymore, please. <laughs> but you did hit the nail on the head. Uh, gambling is, I mean, sorry, no, gambling is not bad. Gambling is always here. It's the one constant in our lives. The NFL. This is kind of the first week. Last week, our title was Back to Reality. And what a bleak, bleak, bleak reality it was, man. I don't know, honestly, how to function without the NFL. You, you really forget why it's universally everybody's favorite sport to watch. Why is that? Because it's once a week. Obviously, I mean, you know, your team plays only once a week. But there's games Thursday, Saturday, at the end of the year. And then Sundays, of course, and Mondays. But it's just there's nothing beats getting ready to jump in front of that screen, get whatever you want to snack on, whatever you want to drink. And, you know, starting from one o'clock on throughout the day, you have football. And that's nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. What's your go to snack when you're uh, watching football? Um, I got a few things, but I think my favorite, just get me a big bag of popcorn and enjoy. Can't even eat popcorn no more. Can't have nachos. Not the same without seeing some uh Small, good old American CT being delivered on my screen. Basketball was my first love. Like, that was the sport that got me into uh, sports, really. Basketball was it. But over over the years, actually, it's when I when I met you. Um, sports, football, rather, became my number one love. And like you said, it's because it's not so constant, you know. The season isn't too long, like 16 weeks, four months. Basketball is just every day. It's just this constant 82 games. But football was just 16, you know, once a week. You didn't have to worry about it. It's it's a beautiful love. And without it now, it's like, how do I live? How do I breathe? Or to Mario? Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, you just knew this day at this time, you knew we were going to be, you knew probably most of your friends were going to be doing the same thing. So it's just, you know, sit back and relax. I'm a little sad now. Uh, you guys yeah, probably... Let's, let's not dwell on this any longer than we have to. You know, I had a... Uh, when we first started this podcast, we said we're going to cry. And in my head, I was like, all right, over under 3.5 episodes before we start crying. We almost hit it there. Well, me at least. Like, I, I, I almost shed a tear just now because I miss football. Like, I, I've been playing Madden, trying to recreate it. I won the Giants three championships in a row, but just not the same without seeing Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes throwing a pass. twenty. I, I couldn't agree anymore. Could not agree anymore. And I think we got to end it there. I'm, I'm getting right. too emotional. We'll, 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 oh my God, just uh, Valentine's Day. 
the viewers will probably oh. be hearing this on February the 4th. Yeah, February the 14th, Valentine's Day. Alex, you are the biggest romantic I know. You love chocolates, flowers, teddy bears, love, romance. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? I was not even aware it was Valentine's Day because on my calendar, it's just a Sunday, unfortunately. Well, it's actually on Monday. Oh, shit. It, oh, fuck. Let's go to show you how much you know. So we're recording this on a Saturday, February 13th. I just went to get all my gifts from my girlfriend. If you listen to this, uh, that's fake news. I've gotten this before. But I just got everything. It's sitting, staring next to me at my desk. I have to put it all together. You know, I have to wrap it up, put it in a bow. And I'm, I thought it was Monday, to be honest. Uh, but nothing going on for you? Like, there's no... No, no, no. Just chilling. No Mrs. Alex? No... Uh, there currently is no Mrs. Alex. What about... If you met a girl, right? And she said, All right, I'm gonna give you the lock of the century. This is Tampa Bay money line for the Super Bowl esque. She gave you that. She gave it to you tonight. So let's say tonight, the uh on Saturday, the Nets and the Warriors play. She gave you a nice plus five hundred line and you hit big. Would you ask her out on the spot? I think I'd get down on one knee on the spot. And for like praises or marriage or well, I only know of getting down on one knee for one thing, and that's marriage. We're thinking about something else, but uh, maybe our minds in two different places. Yeah, man, Valentine's Day. I was talking to one of our friends, Carl, co-host of the Let's Stay in Bed podcast. Go check that out too. About one time in NYC, he was telling me how uh, usually Valentine's Day, you know, it's a great holiday. You know, we we all obviously love our significant others a lot, but to balance it out was always the All Star break. You know, usually on the Saturday, you had the skills contest, the dunk contest, three-point competition, whatever's left. But it's just not here this year. Granted, because COVID, they can't have it, and the season started a little later. What do you think about that, just missing the skills contest to balance it out because you love so much, love, love so much? Yeah, no, I definitely love All-Star Weekend. It was it was a fun time of year. You knew you had your, your Saturday night. You knew get ready. You're going to complain about every competition every year because you always say it's always the same and I'm sick of it. But it, no matter what, you will be there in your seat watching it. Who won, who won the dunk contest last year? That was uh, what was rigged by D-Wade, right, with uh, Derrick Jones Jr.? You are 100% correct. Uh, what a what a great con- – yeah, you see, like if I had that, I got to yell at D-Wade and one more time, just remember the past, back to the days where he would beat the Knicks in the playoffs, tell him he's overrated, fifth best shooting guard all the time. I, I yearn for those days. Fun times, fun times. But moving forward, we have to keep, you know, keep continuing on. Uh, there's no all-star game, no football. Valentine's Day, apparently it's on Sunday. Maybe it was yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Our best bets last week, do you remember what yours was? Of course. Was it? Please talk to me. Well, if I recall right, it had something to do with my awful defeat on that Saturday, so we'll never forget that. I took the same team. It was the Raptors-Grizzlies, and I think I had that game won by, like, the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, that was, was a, such an easy win. One of the best tips you've ever given me, Paul. Um, you texted me that day. I think that was on the Monday, and we were uh, kind of curating our bets separately, of course, and I wasn't going to throw this in because Alex and I have known each other for a while, and throughout our history, whenever he tells me to take something, I always tell him, yeah, 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 let's do it. Maybe he's finding this out for the first time. But I always do the opposite of what he says. And it works. It works beautifully for me. Like, I obviously not for him. But every bet, you know, I'll take the under. But something about now, I was, we started a podcast together, you know. Let me show some solidarity. Maybe his luck turned around. But, nope, that was a beautiful pick. That pace, man. The Grizzlies shorthanded. 
the Raptors play zero defense, which is kind of crazy, over by the third quarter. Yeah, man. You know, and you had a pretty good pick yourself. Usually you're pretty good. And, you know, I had a quietly root for you to not get this one right so we could be both one and one on our locks. That's, but still had to take your bet and it hurtful, hit man. easily. I just told you, I just gave you all the praises in the world saying, ah, look at that. Well, my God, to do well. But nonetheless, like you said, my bet hit. Timberwolves, Mavs, it, it hit pretty easily, too, with that. I think about, like, six minutes in the fourth, like, I was chilling. Um, I remember, if I remember correctly, I was live tweeting the uh, the game on Twitter, at last one's off pod on Twitter, and that was it. Like, you know. Yeah, oh, no, it was a very, very easy night of NBA overs, if I recall. Yeah, recently, they they've the games have been high scoring as shit recently. Definitely noticed that trend. It's been pretty obvious also, like. You're getting games where, like, they're just flying over and you're sitting there going, why did I not bet the board? Yeah, what I think that was on, what, Wednesday? So it had to have been the 10th, I believe, or the 11th, where literally every game but one, the Nets game, funny enough, went over seven, like six out of seven. seven And, of course, I had the Nets game that night because I'm an idiot. Did you really? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's always that one team that's going to do – they're just due for a bad game to hit you in. The Nets coming off a loss to Detroit – which I live bet. We're going to get into that, but the Nets coming off a bad loss to Detroit playing the Pacers. They got. What can you do? What can, what you, can do? you do? That's a good transition to take us to our next segment, the NBA talks. Granted, we're recording this a little bit earlier uh, on Saturday, usually recording a Sunday or Monday, so we can actually give you guys some picks. But since you'll be hearing this a little bit down the line, what teams are you eyeing for looking at totals? I know we're over betters here on the show. Uh, what teams are you really looking at kind of? Well, I'm going to jump ahead to Monday, and okay. I see a nice 10 p.m. start for the Nets Kings. I think that has your making of a, a 130 to 120 type game, zero defense. So shots fall. You could have 80 points in every quarter of that game. It's just going to be something like that, I'm hoping. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think Katie's supposed to be back for that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Or Should be around. back tonight, actually. Really? Against Saturday, the, uh, yeah. the Warriors, really? That is going to be a great game. Katie's first game back from oh, Golden geez. State playing. Oh, forget it. I just Frankly, wish there was real fans there. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you guys are not listening to this. So by the time this is out, you want the, the Saturday game of the Nets Warriors would have been gone. But that game's going to fly over. I think right now it's sitting at, what, two, 245? It's 260. Yeah, it's a pretty high over. Yeah, take all their props. Take Steph's props. Take Kate. Hopefully you took Steph's props, Katie's props, Draymond's. Everybody who was part of that team. Take them all. It's it's all them. Even take Clay to lace them up and hit a three in the game. You know what? I wouldn't put it past him. He might, he might be better than some people that the, the Warriors have on their team right now. Well, I couldn't agree more with you. But I guess that answers my question. Any Nets games, you're going to just hammer that over? I think the Nets are just a team. Look, yeah, you're going to get burned by an under every now and then. But if you can hit eight out of ten overs with one team, that's phenomenal. And you you got to take it. You, you you take the good with the bad. The bad's just going to be a little. And hopefully you're you're laughing to the bank. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And granted, as Knicks fans, New Yorkers, we're predispositioned to uh, to hate the Nets. But they are a cash factory. I mean, my friend here had a bad loss with the Pacers. But every other instance, the Nets, they're not going to play a shred of defense. That's exactly why I don't think they're going to go far into the, into the playoffs. But we'll get there. Oh, it's great seeing them give up, you know, 125 points to the Pistons and losing. But, you know, you hit the over that game and they get blown out. What more can you ask for tonight? 
So speaking of that game, I just kind of want to recap the terrible uh, live betting week that I had. I think live betting is honestly the worst thing that ever happened to gambling. I couldn't no agree less with that one, but keep going. No. Wait, why, why do you agree less? Because you're telling me I could sit there and have one bet going. But you know what? Oh, my God. Here's something else I could bet and follow. I could bet a million different things if I wanted to. So I could put any amount on this, any amount on that. And I'll have something going all throughout the night, every yeah. every second of the night. Doesn't, yeah. You can't beat that. So that's that's true. But here's the thing. You have to have some good self-control there. Because I'm, I'm going to take you back to this day. This game that we've alluded to a couple of times now. The Nets versus Pistons, I believe that was on. It was actually on Tuesday, February the 9th. The Nets were trailing all throughout this game. They were down 12, 12 points going into the end of the first. They were down nine going into the half. You know, they cut it to eight going into the fourth. Around maybe six minutes, they were down eight points. Six minutes left in the fourth. They were down eight points. I saw the live line. They were plus 400 to win with six minutes left. I'm like, well, this just isn't right. I have to take them. I went big on them. Maybe two units, two, three units on them. And they just could not get a stop. They made Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay look like fucking Clay and Draymond. Clay and not Draymond. Well, Clay and KD. To be honest with you, I thought I was watching LeBron when I was seeing Grant score against the Nets at will. Grant, That's Grant, honestly what it felt like. Grant went to uh, Q's, right? Of course. Q's Nation. Yeah, Alex is a very big Q's fan. Uh, but I hate Q's, so that's that. But no, it, it's just crazy what the Nets' ability or lack of ability is to just get a stop. And it's not even – we don't even know if it's their ability. They just don't look interested in playing defense. I couldn't agree more. You know, you watch James Harden out there. I, I've never seen this kind of James Harden. He literally doesn't even like to shoot the ball. Yeah, it's it's literally like Steve Nash told him, you're going to – this is Kyrie's team. He wants me out of here. He's going to get me fired, make him happy, and do whatever you can. Pass him the ball. You're, you couldn't, you're 100% right. Like, I'm sitting here. I'm watching James Harden go one of six from three every night. Like, I thought this man used to go, go six for nine every night. Yeah, James Harden. 55 points a game and, you know, go off. But now I'm watching him. He's still putting up his points, don't get me wrong, but it just is not the exciting James Harden I know him, I've ever watched. Yeah, James Harden, he averaged 37 points that year. He won the scoring title in Houston, and now he took 14 shots that game against the Pistons. They have to figure out the scheme, and unfortunately, I don't think Steve Nash is the, Steve Nash is the right coach for them to do that. And, and on top of that, there was no Durant that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, So you're telling me 14 shots and Durant wasn't even playing? In a Come game on. that you're trailing at that, it's it's one thing, you know, if your game's kind of in reach and you're up by two or three points, you know, you're just coasting. But for you to not put your foot on the gas and say, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to win. I'm a former MVP. Let's take over. And you're just kind of, okay, Kyrie. Kyrie, who shot 12 of 28 that game, 2 of 9 of 3, just let him do his thing. 100% right. Speaking of live bets, too, another bad one I had. So this is actually news to you. Do you remember Rockets, Pelicans? We both had – uh I'm sorry, it wasn't the Rockets, Pelicans. It was Pelicans, Bulls, right? Wednesday, mm-hmm. February 10th. You mean the game where I think the Bulls hit like every three they took that game pretty much? Yeah, Zach Levine, 46 points, 17 to 25, shooting 9 of 14 from three. That guy should be an all-star. Book it. No events or buts about Without him. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. a doubt. Starter, you know, that might not be it, but for sure I think he proved he can be an all-star. But – so I started off pregame taking the under there. It was a bad bet. I'm just going to, you know, admit it. Hand it up. happens. It happens. I fucked up. They combined for 78 in the first, 62 in the second. 
So doing some quick math, that's 140. Now, remember I texted you. I said, yo, let's live into this game. What did you get to live at? No, I'm sorry. The under, you got the under. Yeah, we took the under because there's no way this happens again. You got it at 250, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, that was right. It really happens where a team's going to put up 280 just going off first half, second half. They combined for 54 in the third, 51 in the fourth. That's a, that's a total of 105. Alex, I told you I got that at 250, right? Mm-hmm. So I was really mad when I was watching that game because that was the last leg of my parlay. I told you I had the under. So I, I rage bet it a little bit earlier. I took it as soon mm-hmm. as I saw the end of the first quarter. I was like, there's no way to keep this first quarter pace. I actually got it at 244 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not aware of that. Jesus Christ. I am so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So what, wow. what happening there is they needed kind of a miracle fourth. And uh, it, I, I got it. I'm looking again. Use the CBS Sports app. If you go all the way down to the scoring, they had a combined score of combined total of 238 with two, two minutes, 45 left in the game. So basically I needed what? Six points only. They did not score. They scored actually no two points in the next two minutes with 45 seconds left. Zach Levine hits a two point shot. The game is the Pelicans are now down 16 points. Josh Hart hits a meaningless three with 29 seconds left in the game. Nothing else after that. No shot attempts. They just took violations. I lost over. My heart hurts hearing that. There really is nothing worse than those kind of moments. The funniest thing about that was that was kind of like the last bet that I had in my account at the time because I was just rolling off like promotions that I had from my book. And I said, you know what? We're going to make this last. But nope, smoked it all right there. Uh, So I had had a fun week. Yeah, no, I it was a quiet week for me. You know, had more action the beginning of the week, toned it down towards the uh, end of the week. And currently it's I'm just, you know, taking a little break. Just a mental break to uh, clear the mind. I think everybody needs that. I think if you're a listener, one thing you have to know is you can't do this every day. You know, this isn't the stock market where you have to stay updated. You have to look at your stocks, trade, day trade, options, puts, calls, whatever. No, 100% you don't. I think it's good for you to just take a reset sometimes. Enjoy sports for what there are. You're not just looking at a total or a spread or a money line. You want to sit back, enjoy these athletes for what they do, and just be a fan. 100% 100% agree, and I, I recommend not even looking at the lines that day because you don't want to be tempted. You want to be mad at yourself when you go, oh, I knew that game was going to go over or under. You just don't even think about it. Just yeah. watch it as a fan. You know, and as much as we said, if we're sad about football season ending, it's great because when football season does come back, I'm going to love it. I'm going to be ready to watch, ready to bet, fantasy, who nobody cares about. But all, the, all that jazz, just take a break every once in a while for yourself, for your mental health. Got to do it. Got to do it to stay sane in this business. But that being said, looking at the week ahead, everybody keeping track with us at home, we are looking at starting on tomorrow, which is Valentine's Day, until you hear from us next time. This whole week, any games in particular you're kind of eyeing? Not your best bet, not yet, but any games you're eyeing, whether it's on the total, the spread, the line. line. I'm very curious also. I know I mentioned that Nets game Monday, but there's also the Sixers-Jazz Monday. Now, the Jazz have just been – the most ridiculous team in the NBA this year. And I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I've completely been fooled with how good they are. And I'm very curious to see the spread in that game and the over, because I think that they should definitely beat the Sixers, who I don't think are the greatest team, even though they're first in the East. I think they're very beatable. And then that total, I mean, this Jazz team is just just unbelievable. They're unstoppable. 
their offense. I've never seen something like this from them before. And I think you got to ride the overtrain with them. Yeah, I think it's shocking they're doing this all without Mike Conley. Like, they're these are the two best, these two teams you mentioned. They're the two top of their conferences 18 and nine for the Sixers, 21 and five for the Jazz. You know, D Mitch has stepped up incredibly this year. Same thing with Gobert. Getting Bogdanovich back from injury, he wasn't in the bubble. That helped him too. Jordan Clarkson, who might be the sixth man of the year, that team, it, it meshed so well. And adding Conley can only be better for them. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to say they're contenders right now, which is sad to say. But I just mm-hmm. need to see even more from them. 100% right. Because, you know, look, they may be great now, but come playoff time, you know, there's one man who's going to be standing in their way. Yeah, there's, there's actually multiple, but that one is at the top of the top of the list. LeBron, how are you going to how are you going to beat LeBron? Who's that guy you're going to put on LeBron to stop him? Exactly. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal can't be accounted on to do that. Bogdanovich can't be counted on to do that. But for the meantime, I will say, you know, I agree. The Jazz, their offense has just been on something else. I love taking their overs, even though, you know, there's always going to be those nights if you can kind of shut down uh, Mitchell. And I think the Sixers have mm-hmm. the talent to do that with Matisse Thibault. But still, just the way they're playing, you have to ride the overtrain there. Too. Yeah, you, you can't be mad if that game goes under because on paper, look, that's an over game. It's going to happen or it's not going to happen. And eight times out of ten, it's been happening. So keep going with it. Looking ahead also on Tuesday, the 16th, uh, Pelicans-Grizzlies, two teams that have hurt us both great, greatly. Oh, that only... matchup again. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, that, no, was the, no. that was please. the one that, that was. <laughs> please. Why? Why do you have to go there? I was just getting over it. You know, we're at the one week to the day. Why, man? Why? It was probably around this time last week. We're recording at it is currently 7.58 Saturday. Oh, yeah. we were. I was watching on my phone an unbelievable first half at this time. What if I told you that total was going to be 232.5? What would you take? Of course I'm taking the over. Who do you think I am? That's very true. Is there any game? Like, look at – all right, Nugget Celtics over under. Just look at the team style. Uh, you know what? I'm going to sit as an under game, and I'll get burned because I never win a Celtics bet. But sure enough, that would be your 115-114 final. Flies over. What if I told you the 2004 Pistons versus the Gary Payton-led Supersonics? What would you take on the over-under? Oh, I would easily take the over because that's a game you're going to go, oh, it's such an easy under, and then bam, it flies over. Okay, so I, I get that. All right, what about the under factory that is the New York Knicks, our New York Knicks? What it, so this week they play in order starting on a, the Monday. They're versus the Hawks. They are at Orlando. They are versus San Antonio and they are versus Minnesota. Any of those games that you would not take it, that you would take an over on because the Knicks are clamp gods right now. Uh, you know, I'm thinking possibly the Hawks and the T Wolves and, the, and those, even the Spurs, you know, they're depends what that number is, of course. You know, if you get in the low 200s, how could you not? If for some reason, if you sit there and it's a 219, yeah, maybe you skip it and you, you take the under. Can I tell you a hot take? Yeah, sure. I think the Knicks win every one of those games. Ooh, that's a the Knicks, spicy take. The Knicks are a playoff team. They're better than the Hawks. They're better than the Timberwolves. They're better than Spurs. They're better than the Magic. On All those teams are underneath us on the standings. Granted, we did just lose Mitch. Mitch is out two to four weeks with a hand injury, hand fracture. Thoughts and prayers. Our tears go out for you. But even so, I think old man Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel can fill his shoes because, to me, Mitch fouls a lot anyway. So The problem I have, and it's just been the problem us Knicks fans have had forever. They lose games that they should win late. They can't close them out. They lose, you know, there's always something. 
So until that game reads triple zeros on the clock, I, I just I can't tell you if they're going to win or lose. I think they'll be in every one of those games, and just hopefully they prevail. It's a very classic Knicks take uh, where the Knicks game starting now. Shout out to these is nice in the fourth quarter when they're up big. They're going to finally blow it. But the only difference I think this year is Tom Thibodeau. You know, when he got hired, I was livid at the at the just the signing. I thought, why do we need him? Go get Kenny Atkinson. Go get somebody who can help our young guys build up. But culture, 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 culture. Word to the Migos. Coach, do you know who the Migos are? Of course. Can you name three Migos songs? Three Migos songs. That's a tough one. Give me, give me a second to think about that. You can't name three Migos songs. Anyway, yeah, culture, culture, culture. Tom Thibodeau. Oh, I mean, to be honest with you, Bad and Bougie, that's all I know. But I think everybody knows that song. But <laughs> Tom Thibodeau has made these young guys buy into the winning culture, the defensive mindset that they need. I think they always find a way to close out. Outside of, like, you know, really, really good teams, like when they blew it against the Miami Heat last Sunday on Super Bowl Day. But other than that, Bad teams, they'll close them out. They know how to do it. They know how to finish these games. Well, when they're playing those bad teams, usually they're actually up a decent amount, so you don't got to worry about the closeout. Exactly. It's just those good teams that when they're in there and late, that's when they can't close exactly. them out, and that's what worries me with this team. But you know what? That's that's progress. If you can beat, if you can beat a bad team, put those away, then that's the markings of a good team. Oh, 100%. Because you know what? We may actually get to see the Knicks in a – in some kind of playoff scenario late, and I want nothing more than that. I love watching meaningful Knicks games. little playoff uh, tournament. I think it's what the 7, 8, 9, 10 seed is getting. I think the Knicks and I, for sure. I definitely think they can make that this year. Yeah, uh, it's nothing but good things from here with the New York Knicks fans. On the other side of things, we have a Nets-Lakers game Thursday, February 18th. Again, totals aren't out yet. Injury reports aren't out yet, but let's assume everybody's healthy. KD's good, AD's good, Braun, Harden, Kyrie, all them boys. Let's say that over is around 233 because the Lakers can't play defense. The, the Lakers, they're known for that. The Lakers, they do play defense. That's that's a tough one because it, it always is what shows up, the defense or the offense. If, you know, LeBron goes, tonight I want to score, the offense probably goes nuts and the game flies over. If they have that little team being before game, they go, let's lock them down you may fall into the trap and it may fly under. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. What would you take it though? 233. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm buying into that. The over. Of course. And that same day, we'll wrap it up with this for our projected uh, games. The Raptors bucks, your King Giannis, the Raptors Giannis, team the same. MVP yet again, Ugh, the rather, no, the Raptors team might not be the same, but they are still feisty. You know, they're making the way up to schedule the, the standings again. What they have been improvingly. They have been, and it's it's nice to see because they're they're better than their, their record shows. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What would you take in that game? Let's say Bucks minus five and a half over under of two hundred and thirty eight and a half. I I think you can't even think about that one. You got to take the over. I mean, you got a team in the Raptors who have just been scoring nonstop and don't play any defense. And to be honest, that sounds like the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think those offenses are going to go nuts that game. You know, one of my biggest complaints about the Bucs, and I think yours too, is just the way that their coach has his rotations. You know, he loved, loves playing his bench. But it looks like I'll, I'll give Bud Budenholzer his, his credit where it's due. He hasn't been doing that, this, that as much this year, and that's You're why right, the Bucs are. Yeah, you know, they're, they're definitely still up there. I think the Bucs have a very good chance, probably my favorite right now, even though I hate that team, I think they have the best chance to win the East right now. 
you know what? If they could somehow figure out how to play a little defense against the Nets, if they even end up facing the Nets at some point, I think they could easily take them. And I would love that. I want, I need, I need to see the Bucks in there. And as being, you know, the number one in Giannis's fan club, I need to see him win something because I'm starting to, yeah. I'm starting to feel bad. You know, all this I mean, hype, these MVPs, he's got to do something with this team already. It's been a year, like two years since he really glowed up, quote unquote. What do you mean feeling bad? But the man, it's like, been you know, an East that has no LeBron. How you got to take advantage of that. Yeah, that's true. The, the Raptors was already a bad beat. No, did they lose the Raptors that year? When Kawhi hit the game winner? No, that, that wasn't them. They lost to... Yeah, they lost in the conference finals, right, to the Raptors last year to the Heat, which is hilarious as a Bucs hater. Hilarious to see them lose. You know what? I said it before, and I said it you know, many times. The Heat were the one team that scared me in the East. I thought they match up so well against the Bucs, and sure enough, yeah. they did. Yeah, no, that, that's for sure. And the Heat, another team who's on the rise right now with Jimmy Butler coming back from uh, COVID protocols, 11-14, just behind the Knicks right now. I think they could probably pass them. I don't think the Hornets, who's saying at 13 and 14, are going to be as good, even though LaMelo, by far, rookie of the year so far. Yeah, um, and it's I'm actually I'm happy to see that because I was rooting for him. You know, the dad really... You? Yeah, yeah, no, because I, I just want to see somebody do good in that family. Like, come on, not everybody can be a bust. Lonzo can still Lonzo still be great. Not second overall great, but he can still be great. I mean, I remember when they were calling the next Magic Johnson. Nah, I feel like Magic Johnson might have said that before he uh, traded. In. No, Mag- Magic might have said that. That's why he. No, traded. I heard of many people saying that. I heard him saying he was going to be the next Jason Kidd. Also, you know, we're talking Hall of Fame players here, and I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you had mentioned before Giannis is going to win the MVP that so again this year. I know it's only a quarter of the way through, but do you honestly no, think he's going to win again this year? I honestly do not. Who you have as your MVP? I, I really think if the Sixers could hang on to that first seed, I think Embiid's got this one. You know, I agree wholeheartedly. I love Embiid. I want a center to win it again. Also, I at the same time, I love LeBron. I think LeBron's the greatest of all time. But, yeah, the way what Embiid's doing for this team, propelling them to a best in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Yeah, it's very impressive. I don't think and you right. know what? I honestly think the the voters are going to have a little Giannis fatigue. So even if his numbers were there, which they're not really, they're close, but they're not on that level. Yeah. I think the writers just don't, wouldn't want to vote for him. Yeah. And if LeBron had those numbers, I think he would win because the, the league will never get tired of giving LeBron an MVP. He deserves everyone yeah, I think he right now, I think it has to be Embiid, followed by LeBron, followed by any two of or any one of Curry and then Jokic. And then yeah, Jokic. Maybe having an unbelievable season, but right now the Nuggets are in the seventh seed. I, I You can't give an MVP to a seventh seed unless they put up the most ridiculous numbers you've ever seen. Well, they did that with Russ. When Russ won his MVP. That was, that was pretty crazy what he was doing because that was the first time anybody had it since Oscar Robertson, and it was, it was very impressive. Now, he puts up a triple-double game, you're like, who cares? Well, yeah, people hate Russ. I love Russ, too, just for his motor. I know he's not the best person for a team, but... Hey, man, free Russ. You know what? Not it may not show just... it, but his heart's there. He loves playing the game. Exactly. He plays it at 110% exactly. with his heart, and he'll give you all he's got out there. He may be not liked by a lot of people, but he put, leaves it all on the court. And at the end of the day, isn't that all you really can ask for? Just, just try yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you're 100% you know? right. Real quick also, who do you think win the chip? Let's say this playoff start tomorrow. Who's I'm still the going chip? Lakers. I think LeBron and AD as a duo is just, just unstoppable. I really do. Why not? Like, who, who's beating You don't them? buy into the Jazz? You don't? 
You don't buy into the Jazz? I think the Jazz got to play a perfect series against the Lakers. Clip City, Chip City, you see what PG-13 is oh, Don't even get me started on that team. <laughs> you know, Not even Celtics. Definitely not the Nets. Not your boy, your Celtics King, don't Giannis. perform in the playoffs. It's, it's a proven fact at this point. That's very true. Yeah, I'm so glad that Nixon didn't sign Kemba because my heart as a New Yorker just could not take that if we had to see what yeah, it's, doing. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Looks, hey, you know, as we all saw, as I told y'all, this, the leagues are rigged. You need to make your money. LeBron needs to get number five. I could not agree with that more. The Lakers are just kind of poised to win it again. LeBron gets number five, one more closer to Jordan. Then after that, he can just kind of start coasting. And then that's when the Knicks will draft John, Bronny James in two to three years. He's going to come to the Knicks, get number six. Take that to – I've been saying it forever. You got – I mean, somebody's going to reach for Bronny Jr. They're going to have to because it's basically like signing LeBron James, drafting his son. It basically is uh, – you basically are getting them both when you draft Bronny. And will yeah. he be good enough for the NBA? Remains to be seen. You never know. He could. He yeah. may not. But even if he if he could, you know, get any kind of burn in a D one school and put up any kind of numbers, he'll get drafted, and LeBron will go there. Yeah, man. I just wish the New York City high school basketball programs were a little bit better because LeBron said it was going to be New York or L A. Just wherever his son could find a better high school basketball team. Unfortunately, he went to Sierra Canyon in L A. Maybe if he just wants to go to, like, uh, I don't know, Lincoln High School over here. No, if you're going to go to a, a New York City powerhouse, you go play for Ron Nicolario and Cardozo. That guy knows how to coach. Okay. Um, and so he's well-known among NBA players. Not where uh, – Lance went to Lincoln, right? No. Lance went to Lincoln, yes. Lance, Sebastian Telfair. None of them boys went? No? Just fuck them? No. Yeah, screw them. Alrighty then. Uh we are I know I know we said we don't want to talk about this. We we don't want to cry, but I gotta do it. Your boy, Mr. Unlimited, one of the most corniest quarterbacks I've ever heard, always. Somebody who I personally don't like because I am a future stand, Stan. But Russell Wilson, you think he wants out, Seattle? I don't think he wants out, but I, I think he he wants help. He's basically what he said saying, you know, he's sick of getting sacked. Is the go out there and get me the best offensive lines, uh, offensive lineman you can. All right. Because I'm sick of it. You know, you see what I could do if I have time in the pocket. You see how I could throw the ball. You see what numbers I put up. But I am sick of running around for my life every game. Yeah. I I think I saw a stat where since he got drafted, he's been sacked the most by any quarterback in the league, which which is crazy crazy because, you know, you had Lockett, you had Baldwin back in his days, you have DK Metcalf. You have so many great, great, great weapons for him. You have a top five quarterback in the league, but you don't protect him. Somebody you give all this money to, and yet the best signing they had was probably who Dwayne Brown, maybe. It's it's a like, shame. Help, you know, if you have that quarterback, Russ. you have him right there. You got your franchise guy. This is the guy who led you to the promised land once already. He was a, a play call away from winning you a second one. <laughs> so you know you can't say this guy hasn't done everything for this franchise already. You you got to go out there and do whatever he says at this point because you don't want to lose him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think what they're trying to do is be a little too cute and get back to that great defense they had. That, that defense was a no- phenomenal, but training for Jamal Adams, you know, trying to get the LOB Legion of Boom back together. Get an offensive line. Oh, that that defense was a joke last year. There was a report just came out maybe an hour ago 
Russell Wilson bought a house in New Orleans. I don't know how true that is, but I did see it off Twitter. I believe everything I see on Twitter. Could you see that Russ to New Orleans instead of Taysom oh, Miller? I, I, I love those rumors. Up, oh, somebody bought a house here. It must mean he's going here. So, oh, <laughs> this person bought a house up. Get, break the news. No. He's going to be up. Nope, I love it. You know, you know what the big one is? Is you have to uh, track their flights. This guy's taking a flight to Buffalo. Josh Allen, the hot, the hot, the hot seat. Shout out to Flight Aware. If anybody wants to track a flight, there's where you go. To what? Site's called Flight Aware. Tell me more. I'm intrigued. No, I mean you. You just like you said. You see on Twitter, people are tracking flights and whatever. You go on that website. It literally, it's insane what you could find on there. How many flights have you, you tracked? Could, um, be honest. I think I tracked one. It was one. I forgot what it was for. Yeah, I definitely remember this too. But it was uh, it was fun. It was you see it in midair and you're like, oh wow, this is it. Was it LeBron? And then you feel like you know you're like you're hacking into a government system the way you're doing it. But literally, you could, anybody could do it. You're, you're you know, there's been a lot of like anti-government phrases from you these past three episodes, which has been you know great. I'm sorry, I think you're going to be arrested sooner than later. Well, you do your taxes yet? You know what? Our I'm sure our podcast is going to blow up and the government's going to be listening. So I better watch out. That's very true. That's that's very true. You know. If the government is listening to this, uh, I am in no way, shape, or form associated with this man. Uh, I really nope. just found just him. Just remember, off the we we are 50-50 partners in this. So government, whatever happens, he knows. I knew nothing. I was not a witness. I was not a uh, accomplice. Nothing like that. I, I nobody just wanted to talk. So hey, I was like, hey, you want to chat some shit? And he was like, yeah, sure. I, I had no idea about his prior uh, engagements. Uh, speaking of other quarterbacks who are disgruntled, Deshaun Watson, man, you you got to feel terrible terrible for the guy. I mean, the Texans franchise, first, they trade Hopkins to Arizona for nothing. Then this week, it just came out. They released J.J. Watt for nothing, just the cap space. They don't want the hit. Why not save some money? How do you feel about both Deshaun Watson uh, and what team you think he'll end up on and J.J. Watt? Where do you think he'll end up on? You know, first, I mean, of course, you feel bad for a guy who's given his, this franchise everything he's got. But I, I, to be honest, I'm sick of players going, I'm, I want off the team, so trade me. That's not how this works. You, you're drafted by this team. You have a contract. Like, come on. If you didn't want to be here, you know, well, I, I, you know, I don't even know. I'm just, it, it gets me so frustrated because, so you're going to play all these games out of nowhere. Oh, I want out. Why? Because you're not winning. There's been plenty of teams that don't win. That doesn't mean you have to be there. Give me a break. I think I think a lot of they're just frustrated because if I was Deshaun Watson, I'd be frustrated too. You know, you trade away the best wide receiver in the game for nothing. You don't get him an offensive line. That's another guy who desperately, desperately, desperately needs an offensive line. Needs some weapons too, like Fuller, who's hurt always to get Brandon Cooks. That's Fuller 2.0, basically. That's the thing. Yeah, like, you're, I, I, you're right. I, I'm yeah. with you. Like you, you sign a contract for the team. That's why. With Bradley Beal, I know it's a different sport, but him wanting out, he signed the fucking contract. Deshaun Watson, you signed the contract. Like, you got to stick there. I don't feel bad for you. But at the same time, if your franchise is that inept where you're not doing anything for your guy, I kind of understand it a little more. But that being said – But you know, know what? Before I just want to add one more thing. All right, so I get, you know, you what you demand in a trade. Okay, whatever. But to go, oh, I want to be traded to the 49ers or the Broncos or the Jets. No. You get traded. You get traded where the team wants you to go. You know, wherever, whatever team offers you the most, you're there. Not, oh, I want to go to the 49ers, so accept whatever they have to offer. No, not, it doesn't work like that. 
You know, the thing with that, though, is like, yeah, no, that's 100 percent true. Like you should not listen to anybody, what anybody says. That's why I, I always like what like Bill Belichick does, who get the most out of player and then trade them away or let go of them before, you know, they can make these demands. The team can trade him to other teams. I just don't think those teams will be willing to accept as much as possible because they know the guy will end up there regardless, you know. Oh, considering also that the, the Texans are going to want, you know, the team's entire draft pick, whatever, he, whatever team he gets traded to, they're going to be like, all right, I want your first, your second, your third, your next year's first. So that whatever team, it's going to take a lot to get them, especially since the Texans have been saying they don't want to trade them. So that being said, though, you know what they'll demand, you know what the price is, where you think will end up. Give me like two to three places. I'm just going to say 49ers and Jets. That's it? That's it, because I think the Niners are ready to move on and get a new quarterback. And obviously the Jets need a quarterback. So, And the Jets also have all this money in free agency. I think they bring Deshaun in, they compare him with Juju or Allen Robinson, and that's a pretty good combo. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if about the wide receivers parts for the Jets. The Niners, they have like, what, the 10th pick, I think, this year in the draft. You know, if they can trade Jimmy G, 10th pick and maybe like another third I think that's a great haul for Houston so 100% I think that's a great destination too I think the Jets like the Jets love the big name and Darnold clearly isn't it shout out to everybody who was telling the Giants you're stupid for not drafting him we drafted Saquon now Saquon's you know injuries and all that and you don't pay running backs that big of a money you don't draft him that high but 100% he has been a hell of a lot better than Sam Darnold has, has ever been probably ever will be can you agree yeah. there I, I definitely agree with that statement yeah so I don't want them to see him going to the Jets. I don't want them to do good ever. But that's definitely a good spot, too. I think Miami might be number one, to be honest with you. I don't think so. Only because you drafted Tua. Are you going to give up on him already? I mean, we saw what happened before. Like the oh, I, I personally don't. I'm not a believer in Tua. I think he's just not fit for an NFL quarterback. I agree. And his, you know, just his style is not the right thing. And yeah, if exactly. you even listen, I've heard rumors that the Dolphins, the players themselves aren't even that crazy for him. Really? Like the White House or just, just the team in general? I've heard the team in general. They're starting to doubt him. That's fucked up. I mean, it's, yeah, you know what? Because what happened with Fitzpatrick, I didn't like what happened there after they just bench Fitz. He was like, all right, you, we're like five and one, four and two. Thank you. Two a time. Yeah, really? Like you were a playoff team with him. You were playing. Yeah. Your defense was unstoppable. Your offense was clicking. There was no need at all to make that change. No, no need. No, 100%. I mean... By that very same token, though, we saw what happened with Rosen uh, in Arizona. They knew he wasn't it. Rosen's out the league now. He might be somewhere, but he's not a quarterback in this league, you know. You tried it. It didn't work out. Two was never going to be great. If you can get Deshaun Watson, who I think has said he wants to be there. Mm -hmm. That was one of his list of destinations. Right. You include Tua. uh, Give him, like, a first next year maybe because you'll probably be better with Deshaun. You already have an amazing defense. That defense is great. And then – your whiteout core is not terrible. Who cares about your picks, you know? Yeah, 100%. You have, a, you, have a decent enough, you have a decent enough line. So why not? Yeah, if they if the Dolphins are on a we-got-to-win-it-now mode, you go out and make that trade. Last quarterback on this little carousel, uh, Carson Wentz. There's some rumors of him going indie. What do you think about that? Man, you want to talk about a boring team? Carson Wentz is the perfect fit for that. Arsene Wentz is the definition of Phillip Rivers 2.0. Like, they just – they had Andrew Luck, one of the best generational prospects that we've had in a very, very long time. He left, unfortunately, early. He didn't want to get to CTE. 
Smart man. Can't right, can't knock smart. that move right there. Can't knock that at all. Can't knock it before his head gets knocked himself. You move on to Tyrod Taylor, career backup. You go to Phillip Rivers. He retires after a year. Then you basically get Phillip Rivers 2.0. Probably not. Phillip Rivers Rivers in his prime was a hell of a lot better than I think Carson Wentz will ever be. I I have no idea why you would want to get him. 100%. Wentz is a guy where, yeah, you'll have a couple starts. You're like, wow, you know, that looks good. But then he falls into the, you know, I throws an interception every other play. And, you know, you look at you're watching. You're like, what the hell is he doing out there? That, and then, like, down the, he's just going to get injured again. Like, Carson Wentz, he, has he went through an entire season at all where he just hasn't finished, like, played the whole thing out? I don't get it. Like, has, has Carson Wentz had a season yet that he's played the entire year? Um, I'm sure he has, you know. I'm sure. But hey, think about it. When he was when they won the Super Bowl, I actually think he was having an MVP year. If I recall, I think he, he almost could have won MVP, but he got hurt late in the season. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. He did, you know. So I guess you know he's capable of doing it. You put the right weapons around him, but I personally would not want to take a chance on the guy. Yeah, me neither. Man. I don't think he's worth the contract. Like, what is it? It has to be well over a hundred million dollars over four to five years it's not worth it yeah it's it's a bad contract you know the Colts they have other needs I think I don't know who their quarterback is right now I think it's probably has to be Tyrod right no yeah yeah it's a, they, they need a new starting quarterback they need one it's for sure but percent, yeah. percent I'm sorry just draft like a a kind of down on the line draft the quarterback see what you got go out and sign like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody you know just get a bridge quarterback well, for your next guy it becomes a point where you know, you got to look to the future. You can't go keep going bridge quarterback, bridge quarterback. You got to yeah. draft somebody and develop them and get them in exactly. there. But I don't know when that's going to be. Wentz? I, don't, I don't think Wentz is the guy. Like, Wentz is, Wentz is the definition of, yo, I have a gaping uh, sash in my arm. Should I go get stitches <laughs> or should I put a Band-Aid over it? Uh, I'm going to get the Carson you Wentz. Just, I'll get the Band-Aid over don't it. don't know. Like, mm-hmm. My man, we've been talking about a lot of cities and in, in kind of in the uh, theme that we've been going on for the past – Two weeks now. I have another prop bet for you right now. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna let you pick this one though. You're gonna I'm gonna give you three cities. Tell me which one speaks to you the most, okay? That we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Indianapolis, Miami, and what was the first quarterback we talked about? Deshaun. Deshaun Houston. So Indiana, Houston, and Miami. Which city speaks to you the most? Which city speaks to me the most? Well, you know, as you are aware, but not a lot of people are, I absolutely hate hot weather. So automatically Indiana speaking out to me on that fact alone. So I'm going to give you guys a little story time with day real quick. Play the intro music. Uh, Alex and I took a trip to Miami with a couple of other friends, maybe two or three years ago. And we were only there for two nights. So one night, maybe even. And, uh, while we went out that night, Alex, to this day, I'm jacking. It was a falsity that he said, I can't go out tonight. My stomach hurts. I got the bubble guts. I just can't go. Are that you? Get, I'm yeah. not even going to let you continue the story because I got so – everybody, we came back from a cruise. I got so sick that last night on the cruise, and it <sighs> carried over. I was afraid to fly home that, time, that day. I was so scared that I was my stomach was going to act up on that plane. I was so frightened. This man was just upset because it was too hot out in Miami, so he didn't want to go. Not at all. I tried to give him a uh, Andy Reid-esque Tommy Bahama shirt to wear. He didn't want to go to the club in it. That's the story. 100% right. false. 
hundred percent. And it hurts me that you honestly think that because I would never pull (laughs) something like that. You're going with Indianapolis, right? Yes. Can you name me? Let's go. This is kind of hard. Can you name me three over under over 3.5 cities slash countries that start with the letter I? I gave you the pick. You picked Indianapolis. You said cities or countries because it's harder. No, cities worldwide. Hmm. Let's go with that. Cities worldwide that start with the letter I. You got to name. Start with the letter I. I'm gonna give you a minute. Starting now. How many do I got to name? Four. Four. Hmm. Well, I know I was a state, so I ain't gonna say that. Yeah, and Indianapolis is not count or Indiana. No, correct. You're already fifteen hmm. seconds in. I don't freaking know. You're putting me on the spot here. No, that's the name of the game, man. It's called on the spot with day. Damn, I don't even think I can name one to be honest with you. Oh my god, bro, you could have went with Istanbul and Turkey. Well, hey, no, hey, hey, stop, stop. And is this temple a, 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 a city? Yes, Istanbul and Turkey. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. Um, let me think, man. Crap. How much more time do I have? You have like 10 seconds. Uh, I think it was Irvine, California. Yeah. Yes. Spelled like uh, Kyrie Irving. Yes, it is. All right. All right. All what right. About countries? Can you name countries, cities, and a place that people live in? Um, crap. You went over now, but now I just want you to redeem yourself. Get one. One more what? Anything. One, just one, anything with the nine? Somewhere where somebody resides. Can somebody put this place on their... Fucking oh, Ithaca. Lessons. Ithaca. There we go. Oh yeah, the uh, round, round. Alex knows cities. Alex knows geography. That that was a terrible showing, Alex. Um, I'm sorry. You put me on the spot, and that's it the, sucks. It's called on. The, all right. You know what? How about this? The greatest sports icon of all time, Drake. Name three Drake songs. It started from the bottom. Is considered is that the, the actual song? Yes, that's one. Take care. I remember that song at one dance. <laughs> all right, I, I could even do these. You keep going, get them off. Let's see what what's that one? Hotline bling. Okay, it's four. Um. All right, all right. Don't don't make yourself look bad, Alex. You, you know what? You have my respect now. Before it was a little uh, a little borderline, but now you're you're an okay guy. You're an, you're an okay guy. To wrap things up here, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. No problem, buddy. To wrap things up here, I mean. Football's done. Basketball, eh, you know, it's there. What do we do now? I saw, as I mentioned before, at last one's off pod on Twitter, my uh, my cohort here was tweeting about tennis this week. Talk oh, tennis, tennis, man. You are Please. missing. Uh, this is a sport, not even just besides the game aspect. It's actually, it's fun to watch. And I've really grown to like it these last few years. Talk to me. And like it's, it's awesome. Talk to me like I'm five. Please explain <laughs> it to me. All I know is Nadal, well, or Agassi. Agassi. You're also you you even named the number one guy in the world right now. Novak Djokovic. Djokovic, right? The Djokovic. Who, not my goal. It just you know doesn't want to lose, but you know right now we're in the Australian Open and it's very exciting. I love this. I love majors. So pretty much, unfortunately, the goat Roger is injured and skipping this, uh, which I don't goal. blame him because not my goal. you know you got to be a hundred percent. No, Roger will forever be the goat. Not my goat. I'm a uh, big. Who's the other one? Uh, See, you can't even think of the guy. He's Julio. your goat. You don't even know his name. Because she's shorter. Kind of weird looking. Where's He's Nadal? shorter. Nadal? Yeah. Yeah, Nadal. That's my goat. 
Oh, uh, no, phenomenal tennis player. He's right there with Roger. He may even eclipse him at some point. But you know what? The, the Open's going on right I mean, I'm sorry. The Australian Open's going on right now. And Djokovic actually hurt himself in his last match. So oh, we got to wow. see what's going on with that. Those but if he, if, if, he, if he could battle through it and recover, it'll be him and Nadal in the finals. And that's going to be one hell of a match because those two are unstoppable. So, and to be honest, in that match, I'm rooting for Nadal. But you know what? I'll be happy if either one of them loses. I mean, any of them wins, because that's that's just a great match. That's what the fans are going to die to see. And now on the other hand, you got women's tennis. And when I tell you that is the hardest thing to predict in bed, I mean it. Because you could watch one night where the number one player in the world looks like they win without even breaking a sweat. You flip the channel on the next night and they are down and about to lose and it makes no sense to this day how it works you sound like you sound like way more adamant about tennis than i've heard you about anything in your life it's it's a fun sport man you know i love it and just to you know name some of the uh, women out there there's a couple of them who just are just on top of their game right now it's naomi osaka Phenomenal Ooh. tennis player. She's actually go. in a battle as we are doing this podcast right now. So she may not even win. So uh, there goes one of my picks already. <laughs> you have Simona Halep, who is phenomenal. She just, she's always going to be there. You can never doubt her. She will battle you forever. She's you always like the number two player. Phenomenal. And then you also have the uh, hometown favorite, Ashley Barty. She, she's just, she just does it. You know, she wins with ease. Wins with power, and she's a she's got the home. Yeah, actually, you know what? There's no more crowd because Australia went back on to a lockdown, unfortunately. So they are playing in front of no fans. That's so. But if there was a crowd, I think that crowd would carry Barty easily to that title. Give me one person who's going to win the Open, both sides, men's and women. I'm putting five units on both. I trust you blindly. At the end of that, see, you know what? You gotta you gotta see what happens with the Djokovic injury because if he's not injured. Actually, you know what? I'm going Nadal. I'm going to say it now. Nadal is Rafa Nadal a goat. put you lock it, it in. You heard it here first. Nadal's a goat. Djokovic can never be my goat. You heard it here. Alex agrees. No. And you literally just said he's not going to win, though. Ah, oh, 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 got him. Got him. Got him. Well, <laughs> you can know. It'll be Nadal this round. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Nadal. So, why? And then on the woman's side, I'm taking, taking the hometown favorite. I'm going Barty. Barty and Nadal, the GOAT and Barty, and she's a GOAT too out there, Osaka. She's not the GOAT. Oh, my God, man. I'm sorry. He's not the GOAT either. Oh, he is too. You said he's the GOAT. You said Rafa sucks and you hate him, and uh, he's a little uh, fraud because he's pulling out the, the league. We, would Jordan pull out? Because uh, Jordan played the game with the flu. Nadal hurts himself a little bit. Ah, it's too hot. I can't play. And now he's out. Rafa? <laughs> I guess that's yeah, it. Yeah. can never be my GOAT. On my side of things, we got to go big Champions League to the round of 16. I mean, it probably goes football, basketball, soccer. Soccer is so exciting to watch because the scoring is so few and in between. Well, when you do see him, you hear the goal. Oh, I'll, I'll admit, you know, I definitely started watching more soccer in the last couple of years because of uh, you mentioning some picks and some stuff. And it's definitely turned me into a little soccer fan. And you throw a little FIFA in there you know, on Xbox and – you know, you turn me into a fan. You know, but it's not even, like, forget the gambling. I think soccer is probably one of the top sports I could watch with no money on the line and just enjoy the game, you know? See, as me being an average uh, soccer fan, I I, don't, I honestly don't think I could do that. All right, so 
because you are the average soccer fan, I'm going to give you, what is this, 16 teams? No, actually, no. I'm just going to give you the, the, the matches for the, coming up this week. You tell me if you think it's going to win each just on your very limited knowledge, all right? What league is this? Where we're going to Cha- go over? Champions League. Okay, see, no, I actually know a little about the Champions League, or all at right. least I know their teams. All right, Mr. Expert, Barcelona PSG. Well, I am a big Mbappe fan, not so even, I'm not even definitely Neymar. going PSG. Not even Neymar. I am Mbappe all the way. Messi the GOAT. Neymar's unstoppable, but Mbappe is my guy right now. It's funny because Neymar's actually hurt. I don't think he's playing that game. See, trying to trick me. Yeah, so you, PSG. PSG. All right. Yeah, no, I think this would be a great match. Uh, PSG hasn't been playing as good as they have in the past couple of years. I know last year they lost in the finals to uh, just a heartbreaker to Bayern, but got to agree. I think PSG pulls this one out. That should be a great match. Greatest of all time. A couple of up, uh, young upcoming players. Should be a great match. Leipzig, Liverpool. You know anything about them? Well, didn't Liverpool win the Premier League last year? I think so. I recall. I think. I mean, I don't. I, I never said. I know that Salah is pretty unstoppable. Yes, sir. He is Salah, one of the best. Only because I I know Liverpool. I know what R R B Leipzig. What they're uh, what league are they in again? I'm sorry, they're in the, the German league, right? Uh, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Liverpool still. Yeah, same. Um, I think that's the over game four or five goals very easily. That should just be exciting. Like, I think any casual soccer fan, turn that shit on. Y'all will love it. Sevilla, Borussia, Dortmund. Well, I'm going to go Dortmund here, only because I've never heard of the other team. It's starting to sound like to me like you just like the German teams. Like, if you see a German powerhouse, you're just going to take that team. No, but I, I honestly have never heard of the other team, so I'm going Dortmund. Sevilla? Yeah. I agree, too. Like, I'm not... I don't want to say I'm an expert. Uh, what are they in, Sir- in Syria? A? Very... a, whatever you want to pronounce yeah. it. Theory A, you brought out the bilingual. Yeah. Can you speak Spanish? No, hablo. Yeah, they're... I believe they're in Syria. Um, and Bormans in the Bundesliga. Bundesliga, yep, that's true. I can never pronounce that word. I don't know why. Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Yes, yes. Uh, schnitzel. Uh, you know, Bormans has a, a whole bunch of up and comers. Biggest name being Eric Holland, Aaron Holland. They have Marco Royce, the vet. You know, just a whole bunch of young players outside of that too. Julian Brandt. Uh, that's a fun team. I want them to win the chip. But as a good friend told me, OT Jiggy on Twitch, YouTube, he said that uh, all their players run off. So, I, you know, it's kind of, it reminds me of the Knicks where nobody really wants to stay there, but they're your homegrown guys. So I, I root for them. I would like if they did well, at least get a chip, you know. Okay, uh, I understand. To wrap things up, Porto versus Juventus. You know, I've never heard of Porto before. I, I, really I mean, I knew Juve got uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo yeah. and uh, he's isn't he the goat really? Eh, he's all right. I think the goat probably is Messi. You have to say free Messi, but I've never heard of Porto. Porto kind of reminds me of uh, like Porky Pig, so I kind of want them to win. And just to see Ronaldo like be upset. Yeah, I have no idea. So. Who's your pick there? Oh, it's Juventus. Why? Just because of Ronaldo? Pretty Locking much. In. I mean, why not? Best, put put your best bet on it. No, I'm not going to put my best bet on it. All right, good, because I don't think he's playing either. Oh, see, there nope, you go. Trying to trick me I lied, I lied, I lied, I, I, I lied. Let's wrap things up here, man. Again, apologize to y'all, but because we're doing this a little earlier, the lines aren't out to us. But we will still give you 
a little bit of our best bets, no matter what the total or the spread is, we're still going to pick for y'all because we're just that dedicated. Give me a best bet of this week, man. You know, I said it earlier, I was eyeing this game, and it's still on the top of my list. Monday night, Nets-Kings. Unless you literally get an over, that's 250, which is still may even go over that. I think you got to take that matchup because there should be zero defense. What do you like it up to? I, I There's no number. I think, let's be real, you're never going to see a total at 250. So even if it's yeah. at a 247, you still got to take it. Anything up that high, you know, that that's honestly a great bet. Um, I like that. Let me let me lock that in. Finalize the bet. You're Locked. good with it. Mm-hmm. Locked in. For me, this is going to be a first here. I don't think we have yet to pick this for a best bet. I'm taking an under this week, man. Oh, wow. Who's it? Who is it? Tell me. Thursday night, February 18th. Should be on TNT. Primetime, 10 o'clock. The NBA also has to stop making these games so late because these games end at 1230 and I'm tired as so, hell. Like, yeah, man, I couldn't agree more with that statement. At any rate, Nets, Lakers, even if the teams are at full strength, I think this line, because the Nets play zero defense, as we've alluded to. So you'll get an over that's too high. Too high, maybe 232-ish, right? Mm, You're going to have casual around yeah. that, yeah. Casual betters coming out. Today, it's a primetime game. You have five of the top 12 players in the league, KD, LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Harden. You expect firepower, right? Nope, under. This is a statement game for the Lakers. LeBron's going to come out and say, you guys think you're the, a new new kid on the block? You think you're going to win the chip? Hell no. I'm still All right, I respect that. And you know what? That may be a game I uh, still take the over. That's, what, uh, that, that's, just, that's how we're going to end this. Hey, that's just who I am. All right, man. Always for life, clearly on the Always Club. Any closing remarks for us? What's on your mind? Just anybody out there, just just gamble, man. Life's a gamble. It's 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 something that, you know, that's not for everybody, but at the same time, everybody should be doing it. Life is a gamble. It's always worth the risk. And it only happens if you take it. Amen to that, brother. This has been episode three. This is the last one's off the bench. Follow us on the socials. Instagram, you can find us at last one's off the bench. Twitter at last one's off pod. We're out. Peace. Deuces.